Amazing Blue Nation, it's Tom Brady. I co-founded Autograph with one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. That's why I'm excited to announce the release of a new app that recognizes the biggest Michigan fans. The Autograph fandom app gives you access to the best Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines, all for doing the things you already do, like listening to this podcast. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Rewarding Fans and download today. Hey guys, before we get into this episode, let's go ahead and do some housekeeping. Um, I am on all social media. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Threads, I'm on YouTube, I'm on IG, and I'm on uh, fan, uh, Facebook fan page. You can find me under, if you can't find me anywhere else, just look for the Michigan Football Rant. All right. I think on Instagram it's uh, Maniac Memes. On Twitter it's at Maniacs Podcast. But if all else fails, Michigan Football Rant. That's where you can find me, guys. Like, like, and subscribe. Support everything you possibly can. If you guys go to Spotify and or Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, rate and review. Leave a review. Screenshot it. Send it to me, and I will then send you stickers and a wristband. I'm working on new stuff, uh, so I can send more stuff out like that. Uh, also, Spotify. I would love to drive my Spotify all the way up to a thousand followers if I can. That'd be fantastic. We're at like 305 right now. I know it's an aggressive move, but I know you guys can make it. I know you guys can help me get there. Right. Just go ahead and follow and then rate the show five stars if you want. That would be greatly appreciated. Just get me in front of as many Michigan fans as possible. Like I say, this this show is like sitting down with your friend, your most knowledgeable, passionate Michigan football fan at a bar and just watching the game. That's what I strive for. You have all these other choices for people to watch, to get all the inside info on recruiting and all this other stuff. I just want you guys to sit back and enjoy roasting, making fun of the other ga- the other teams, all that kind of stuff. That's why my memes are the best. Get my memes out there. I have plenty of memes. I'm making fun of Notre Dame right now. I've got a few really good Notre Dame memes. Get them out there. Have people enjoy them. I mean, it's just what college football is all about, right? Just sitting back and enjoying the game. Uh, also, there's a new, new uh, app that I'm a part of. It's called autograph that's coming out next week next week i kind of jumped the gun on this one but it's next week i will be uh sending out more uh referral codes and stuff like that as the app drops into the apple app store okay so thank you once again for everything you guys do for me um now let's get into the show Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is now the third attempt I have tried to do this stupid podcast. Uh, I try to do video, and it is a nightmare. Um, Anyways, uh, (laughs) let's get into this. Uh, What a great game, right? It is. I'm currently rewatching the game right now. It is phenomenal. Uh... This is the best we've looked all season, in my opinion, offensively, defensively. I mean, we're just rolling. I, 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 there's not enough good things to say about how good our defense looks at this point. Like, they're unbelievable. Um, just to give you some of the highlights of what our defense has done, um, 
they've outscored the opponent in the third or offense and defense, but the defense has held every opponent to zero points in the third quarter. Our offense has outscored every opponent 107 to zero. Like that's a total team effort right there, third quarter. Right, fourth quarter gets a little squirrely only because that's mostly when our second team plays. Um, our defense hasn't allowed uh, a team into the red zone. They've only allowed one team to the 10-yard line, which was Minnesota, I believe. And on the next play, they went back about three yards. Uh, so they haven't had to deal with a red zone offense all season. Uh, they have their starting defense has given up the starting defense has scored more touchdowns than has given up touchdowns <laughs> they've only given up three touchdowns all season long and our starting defense has scored four count them four pick sixes one tonight as well Mikey Samer still with two on the season phenomenal um Michigan State, I mean, just from the get, even in this week, was uh, you knew it was going to be a pain in the ass. I mean, it was kind of a quiet uh, hate week, to be quite honest with you, uh, only because, I mean, let's face it, they had been giving us so much ammunition uh, from uh, old Mr. Spankett himself, uh, Mel Tucker, that could you really talk shit? And then you lose to Greg Schiano's bullshit Rudger team, yeah, giving up 18 points in the fourth quarter to lose that. Can you really talk shit? I mean, and then when you find out that we supposedly cheated, which if you've already listened to my previous episode, you know how much I believe that and the legitimacy of that and how much I care about it. Um. In hearing that, they say, well, uh, for the safety, and uh, the personal safety and whatever of our players, we, we we may not play. Now, obviously, that could not have been anybody attached to the football team. Had to be like a, a staffer or something. But it's just like you can't say that and then your team uh, cheap shot, uh, uh, target, a defenseless player when he's on the ground with your helmet driving your head into the ground, into his head. Uh, it just slamming players clearly out of bounds. You, you can't say that with a straight face and then actually mean it. Because if you do, you might be mentally defective, which makes sense if you're a Michigan State anything. You might be mentally defective. I, I just really believe you have been so overtaken by hatred for Michigan. You guys can't see straight. And it it, <laughs> it really is hilarious to watch how bad you guys are. I mean, Caitlin Hauser, uh, just awful in his and well, I mean, I don't know what he identifies as, as other than a poor quarterback. He definitely isn't identifying as a good quarterback. So his pronouns have got to be interception and fumble. <laughs> I don't even know if they were pronouns. Uh, but old Caitlin was 12 for 22, 101, zero touchdowns and a pick six. Not great. Uh, I mean, he was seeing ghosts. He was hearing ghosts. This was his own personal uh, house of horrors. Uh, 
he was getting hit constantly. We, I think we only got like three sacks on the day, I want to say. But every chance we got, we touched him. We got in there. That's a little creepy. We hit him. We let him know that we were there. Like they, he knew Michigan's pass rush was there. And the other thing that I really liked about what Michigan was doing on the defensive line, and they've been doing this all season, is if they can't get to him, they sit back, they read his eyes, and they jump up and smack the ball out of the air, right? We had two of them today, and that right there is, once again, what I say is national title material, plays that we need to make to be able to win a national title. Because a good example, uh, uh, Kenneth Grant knocked one out of the, out of the sky today, or yesterday that would have given oh uh given Michigan State a first down. Instead of first and ten, now it's third and ten or whatever it was. Right? It was a long third ten third down play. And then uh McGregor, same thing. I mean we're finally doing the things that we need to do. And I mean, you know, like I said, they were trying hard. I mean Nathan Carter really ran hard. I mean he hit a few dudes really, really hard. But what does that mean? I mean, look what it got him. 17 carries for 36 yards. That's it. I mean, not that Blake Corum did it any better. I mean, he had 15 for 59 and one touchdown. But still, there was production there. You know, and I don't know. I mean, I guess if I was Scotty Hazelton, the uh, pawn shop owner-looking dude, that's their defensive coordinator, I mean, I would be doing... I don't know. What, what do you pick if you're the defensive coordinator of any team? You're like, well, I guess we'll pick the – we'll try and shut down the run. Okay, you do that, but we'll, we'll eat you up with our wide receivers. You try to shut down our wide receivers, we'll eat you up with our tight ends. Uh, if you shut down both wide receivers and tight ends, we'll, we'll eat you up with our running game. I mean, it really is an unfair uh, situation this kid was in, Mr. Uh, Chin Hairs. But – I mean, that's why Scotty Hazleton gets paid uh, mediocre money is to put out a mediocre product. So that's just what we saw there. Uh, I'm just excited about watching these tight ends really grow. I mean, A.J. Barner, I've been singing this guy's praises ever since he came to Michigan. And it was just great to really see him start to get the uh, – just to get the day that he, he – you know he's been fighting for it. He has been having kind of – I just he's always just one one move away from having a big game and they finally it, it all worked out. Eight for ninety nine, one touchdown. Loveland looking smooth as ever. I mean he only had four catches for seventy nine, but Jesus, every time he caught the ball it was electric. I mean, unbelievable. Uh Wilson I mean, they 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 were all over him, but man, he he really he got his tenth touchdown of the season. That's pretty sweet. So I'm pretty excited about everything that we showed so far, offensively and defensively. Um, as the season goes on, I don't I don't know what a team can do to beat us. To be quite honest, and I mean, I know I'm a Michigan uh, faithful. I'm a slappy, as they say, but. I mean, really look at what we do out on that field. I don't know if there's anything you can do to stop us outside of us stopping ourselves, and that is always a, a possibility. Uh, perfect example, TCU. Uh, so you never know, but, man, I don't see how 
we, I'll be honest, I watched that Michigan, I'm not Michigan, sorry, I watched that Ohio State, Penn State game, and holy shit, I think we're three scores better than Penn State, and I fully believe we're two scores better than Ohio State. Uh, We'll get more to that in a little little bit, but before, I just want to say some of the things I've seen and some of the the jibber-jabber going out on social media and stuff is I've seen Michigan State fans actually say that it was low class that we scored that last touchdown and that we jammed it down their throat for a touchdown. Um, I would say it's funny that they talk about low class when they did nothing but cheap shots, throw people out of bounds, try to start fights. Uh, then also last season – uh, teed off on two of our guys' heads with their helmets like it's a uh, shoot like a absolute like not shooting room, but batting cage are you kidding like you want to talk about low rent you want to talk about low class you have zero room to talk uh, six points is way less everything than what you guys have done in the last two seasons get out of here with your fucking bullshit and it's it's sad. It really is sad to listen. Even this, I really do like this guy's podcast. This Matt Sheehan, he's uh, uh, Spartans locked on Spartans and Granite. I want to puke anytime I listen to this show. But he really loves his team. But even he falls into the whole, you know, oh Michigan, this they're so taken care of. It's just like shut the f up. This it's it's just so played out especially when there's a thing called the SEC and how they get away with everything. And just listen to my previous episode. I go into all of that. It's it's just like, give me a break. We, I don't know. It's sickening. And it's, <laughs> I don't know, just, I'm, I, I might be too tired right now to give a shit. I worked a double and then I, this is my third attempt on this, on this show. And it's, I just I I can't drum up the the hate. Well, I can in a little bit. I'm sure I can if the if I come across something that really pisses me off. But we just dominated him so bad. It almost I almost felt bad for him. It was so pathetic how easily we moved up and down that field. And I mean, that defense performed so poorly for Michigan State. It was like the physical embodiment of what Cal Halliday's mustache is. It's one of the creepiest mustaches I've ever seen on a white man. That is pretty bad. Um, so let's get into what happened in the Big Ten. Um, uh, we'll scout, uh, there's Wisconsin got a win, big deal. They beat Illinois, but the only good part about what Wisconsin did there was that they did it with their backup quarterback because they're – their main dude is hurt. Don't know how long that's going to be. Who cares? Because Wisconsin's in the West. So what the F do we give a shit about? I mean, what is more shocking is that the West is still up in the air. I mean, literally, you could probably say Northwestern has a chance to win the West at this point. Because, um, of course, Iowa does the most Iowa thing ever and lose the probably the most boring game I've ever seen. This is like uh, the highest scoring WNBA game. But still boring nonetheless. Minnesota won twelve to ten. Uh Iowa gets the punt return towards the end of the game. The dude has an a fantastic kickoff. I mean punt return for a touchdown. It was smooth. I gotta give it to Cooper DeGene. That kid that kid's a player. But 
for some reason, he made some motion with his hand that was an illegal, uh, I don't know, fair catch or something. So they disallowed the, the touchdown. And uh, uh, P.J. Fleck and the Colt move on with a nice win. Uh, Rutgers wins, but who cares? They beat Indiana. Two schools I could give two shits about. Uh, also, we get let's get into Ohio and Penn State. Uh, they're both good teams. And, I mean, if you were to listen to James Franklin, you couldn't have seen two better teams in college football play, in his opinion, which I would say to him is, did you see your offense play? Did you see how god-awful your team was? That's embarrassing. That's 100% embarrassing, that offensive performance. If you think that you have a chance in double H-E, double hockey sticks, what I misspelled it, even when I wanted to do something funny, I'm so tired, I can't even do it. Uh, even then, you can't. Like, bro, your offense scored six points. Six points. Your offensive line, this was supposed to be the best offensive line in in Penn State uh, for the last couple of years. This is it. Their tackles couldn't stop Ohio State's uh, defensive ends. And that, uh, on the other end as well, though, Ohio State's offensive line stinks. Their defensive, I mean, their offensive tackles were getting pushed into the quarterback all game long. So both of these offensive lines stink. Uh, both defenses are are pretty good. I'll give it to them. They're pretty good. Um, lack, just, I don't know, uh, if it wasn't for Marvin Harrison, I, I, I just don't know what this game would have looked like for Ohio. I mean, McCord isn't great. I mean, he is Ohio's version of Cade McNamara. Uh, I've never seen a I've never seen a, a wide receiver, um, lead a team before. You know, every wide receiver I've ever seen uh, has always had a quarterback that's been good, you know, or serviceable or being able to really operate the offense. And that's not McCord. I mean, watch Charmin Day just continue to throw fits on the sideline, crying all day long about how bad his offense is performing. And it tells you everything you need to know about Ohio State's offense. Um Hey, let's, let's just say for the, the sake of argument that both defenses cancel each other out. Whose offense do you think is better at this point, Michigan or Ohio State's? And I'm, I mean, hands down, it's Michigan. Even with Marvin Harrison Jr. on that squad, Michigan's still better. I mean, I, I watched those two, two teams play, and I became increasingly more confident that Michigan can just wipe the floor with these guys. Our defensive line alone, McCord would rather quit and go play junior college football after this game than ever see Michigan's front line ever again. Same thing with Aller. And can we say this just publicly? Um, Sean, Penn State was a much better team like offensively with Sean Clifford at quarterback. This Drew Aller kid, he's all right. He's all right, but when it came when it came down to the spotlight, when it came down to the big time stuff, he couldn't get it done. He even admitted to it. Like this was a great game to finally watch and see that Michigan really is above and beyond the best team in the Big Ten and hopefully the best team in the nation. 
I mean, obviously anything can happen because, like I said, Michigan could shove their head right up their butts and we can be right back in the same place that we were right against uh, right after the TCU game. But just watch this defensive line and how it dominates every team it plays so far. And then look at our defensive backs. Amarian Walker was, what, a cup? Like, if he wasn't injured this this uh, season coming up, right, he is just getting healthy again. That's a pick six. We could have had two pick sixes this game. How quick he jumped that route, I can see why the coaches love him for this team and why they they are so excited to get him to switch positions. The kid, he could be just nasty next season. I know I'm basing this off of one play, but my goodness, his play recognition and how fast he jumped that route was truly impressive. Um, And I mean, it, we have such dynamic, like different, I was going to say dynamic. We have such different uh, uh, pass rushers, you know, like Harrell with McGregor or the or Derek Moore or Josiah Stewart. It's such a crazy mix of bull rush, finesse, power, everything, tricks, everything you can think of. And then you throw in just the best defensive like tackles in the game. It's so impressive. I just don't know how anybody's going to beat us. I really don't. Uh, we make teams look bad. Now, I'm very curious. I haven't looked at Michigan State's uh, schedule, right? But I really want to see Michigan State play Penn State. I know they play Ohio State. But I want to see how they handle these two teams. Because, yeah, granted, transitive properties doesn't doesn't transfer over from whatever, right? But you can see how teams play. Like, are they getting the extra two yards they couldn't get against Michigan? Are they, you know, providing a second or two seconds more uh, protection for the quarterback than what they could with Michigan? These are things that you can glean from that, and you can kind of piece together what you think could happen. So I'm very interested to see if if what who Michigan State plays. And I want to see that Ohio State game, but I don't. I can't remember if they play Penn State or not. To be quite honest, I don't really care. I just want to see that. Uh, so before we end it, I want to do our our uh, uh, maniac power rankings right before they put out the uh, playoffs, the playoff uh, ranking. Um, I want you to do top five, obviously, like we always do. Um, starting with number five, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I think uh, they really flirt with disaster constantly with playing down to the teams that they've been playing uh, and playing up to, right, with Texas. Uh, I think they're good. I I don't know. I don't believe so much in that defense. Uh, I just don't. But their offense is legit. So I'm curious to see. With them, but that gets me to let them be five. They jump a few. Um, Florida State, same thing. Florida State always seems to have to find a way to come back to win a game. And to me, that's not a national title winner. If you have to do that constantly, and they, if you go back and you look at it, Clemson, uh, Boston College, uh, there was probably one other one. Uh, they had to always come back. I think even against LSU, they were down. So numerous games this season, they've had to dig within to come out and try and win that game. 
very seldom do I see teams that have to dig within to find it in them to come back numerous games in a season. Uh, very rarely do they ever win a national title. Um, three is Georgia. I mean, I, I hate, I'm a big believer in uh, if you're a national title winner, and especially if you're back-to-back national title winners, you should usually be number one all the way until you lose or you're proven that, you know, you just aren't that good. But there's, I, I have not been sold on who they are so far this season. They look good against Kentucky, but not against anyone else. And, uh, you know, not good enough to win, but oh, who are they without Brock Bowers? That's what I want to see. Do they have another Brock Bowers uh, waiting in the wing? Uh, but that dude is phenomenal. He's like the Marvin Harrison Jr. for Ohio State. That's what he is to Georgia. Like, he's really, really good. So I'm curious what Georgia is without him. So that that's enough to put put them down to three for me. Um, Ohio, I just even though I don't, I, I really do think they're a poor man's Michigan uh, 2019, 2021, right in that mix there. They've got, a, they remind me a lot of what we were trying to do. 2021 really for sure is what they kind of remind me of because McCord's maybe a little bit better than um, uh, Cade. They have a decent running game. That this they throw a lot of backs at you like we did, um, but they just have Marvin Harrison. That's the only real difference, to be quite honest. It'd be like twenty twenty one if we had like Nico Collins or something, um, but utilize them. <laughs> I just I'm not sold, but still I still think they're the second best team in college football, right? I I so I know that sounds kind of confusing. I just think they're not better than us. I think we, like I said, I think we're two scores better than them, but they've proven that they are better than most of who you'll see in college football. You know, Penn State, I mean, that defense is legit. I mean, they're not overpowering or, you know, they're still just the third best team in the Big Ten. No matter what they do, they got to be so frustrated as a fan base in the college because no matter what you do, you're still third best. I, I don't see them having a shot in hell against Michigan outside of the fact that it's at Penn State. But that's really about it, guys. I mean, um, sorry, I really wish I could have got this out sooner. And I, I may never do a video again. I think I have the video stuff, so I, if it'll download, I'll put it on YouTube. But that's been the problem. Um, guys, go to all social media. Um like and subscribe, give a review, hit me up, send me the, the screenshot, and I'll send you some free stuff. Also, guys, go to Autograph, Rewarding Fans. Download it. Um, use my uh, promo code uh, MFRANT, and uh, it's all free. You'll just be helping that independent uh, podcaster just make a name for himself. And I truly, truly appreciate everything you guys have done. The uh, willingness to help has been fantastic. I really, truly appreciate it. Uh, guys, always in for It's good. Don't let me forget that in my, in my dreary uh, sleepiness. Um, it is always good to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always in forever, guys. Go Blue. Hey guys, I'm excited about this next announcement. Tom Brady and the team at Autograph have just announced the release of a game-changing new app that recognizes Michigan fans for their acts of fandom. 
The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to all your favorite Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines. All for doing the things that you already do, like listening to me and this podcast. So head over to the Apple App Store, search for Autograph Rewarding Fans, and download it for free today. Now start earning rewards for listening to this podcast, download the app, and use referral code MFRANT, all one word. Start earning rewards today.